Hi, we're two foodies in a pod. Grab a snack and settle down. Hi, I'm Tamsin Hill and today we have a special guest and her name is Maria Lemos, that's her (laughs) full name. Um, If you want to introduce yourself, say hi, you can talk about how we know each other and that kind of stuff. Sure. Hi, I'm Mia, otherwise known as Maria, and I am Tamsin's Exeter friend. And we lived together for three years, essentially the whole time at uni. Yeah. Mad. And Tamsin's the reason that I am vegan, which is a big part of why I'm on this podcast today. Would you say I'm a big reason? Oh my god, absolutely. I mean, we did Veganuary together for the first time in second year. And I was just not taking it seriously and snacking on chocolate when you weren't around. But then (laughs) in third year, I did it properly and that's when it stuck. So yeah, it's all down to you because I wouldn't have explored vegetarianism or veganism before you and definitely our friend Izzy as well. Yeah, that's so true. And then now, like, I've gone the complete opposite end of the spectrum. But I am trying (laughs) to do it again. Like, I think there's so much good stuff out there to be vegan. Like, why would you not Mm. try? Well, just have have it on the side of other things. Because there are so many nice products. You can just incorporate it into your life. It doesn't have to be the whole diet. Yeah, exactly. It's a good diet Mm. as well. It makes you feel so much better about yourself. Definitely. But anyways, like Mia also is a bit of an Instagram influencer. (laughs) And I actually love, I remember the moment when you told me about when you came up with the idea. It was such a funny moment how you came up with it. It was just the most random thing. I I will tell the story. So my Instagram handle is at the plant-based Greek. And it was actually one of my New Year's resolutions for 2021 to incorporate more vegan products or kind of recreate Greek recipes, but as vegan. And the way that I made the account, it was so random. I was up really late one night. I woke up in the middle of the night and I wrote, I made an Instagram account. I just blacked it out from my memory because I woke up the next day and it was on my Instagram account. And I found it there and I just, just went from there. It's been a lot of fun. I feel like the best decisions are usually made when you're kind of out of it at night. I know that I've made like some weird orders and like food orders during like the night. Because at uni especially, your brain's in overload. So it's like when you're at night, you come up with the best ideas. And honestly, I'm so glad you had that idea because it's such a good account. It's just been so much fun. I'm really glad I did as well because it's just, given me such a different perspective on food and also to experiences in life. We've done so many cool things with our accounts now and there's kind of no limit to it, especially in this day and age. And I think your account has helped you with your journey towards veganism and being a vegan because it's kind of given you that spur a bit more to create and develop recipes, especially from like your heritage. Cause I, I don't know if we like spoke about it before, but Mia is actually Greek, which is why like her main focus is like Greek food. So obviously she's like turning family traditional dishes. She's used to eating like ever since she's been tiny into these new vegan, like basically restored recipes, which is quite cool. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I think I wouldn't have been as creative if I didn't have the account because it actually got me. I think I was, even while we were writing our dissertations or doing our exams, I was still trying to create recipes two or three times a week. And that rhythm actually got me into eating 
new foods or trying new recipes. And it's a lot of trial and error, but that's how you do it if you want to actually succeed in that sense. So I found the flavor combinations that I like. And in turn, I've just kind of created, as you said, like some of the foods that I loved as a child and now I can enjoy them again. I thought I never would be able to. I mean, one of the things that I remember, it was before you were vegan and we first, like we thought we would start cooking and it was in second year at uni and we made our first panacopita together. Oh, amazing. And we were, I think that was the start. We thought we were going to make more Greek dishes together and then COVID hit. I'm pretty certain we made that like literally like two weeks or so before like everyone had to leave uni. It was definitely quite late into the year. I think we had just started a rhythm and we got really excited and then yeah. it got ruined for us. But we did make up for it in Veganuary in third year. We made a lovely yeah. vegan spanakopita and it was, I mean, the vegan cheeses are not amazing but we made it work and it was tasty. I was about to say yeah I mean that's the one thing vegan cheese is okay but vegan feta in my opinion they haven't hit the nail on the head yet. Yeah it's too coconutty it's yeah it doesn't crumble the same way I find the way that I've kind of hacked it now and something that I'll probably I'm sure I'll talk about later with Greek salad you've got to marinate it first bit of olive oil, mm. bit of oregano, that's all you need. And then it kind of brings out the flavours. Otherwise, it is just, it's not the best. This is something that I think that like people just don't get. And I think with a Greek mum myself and stuff, both me and you, we're quite different to a lot of other people I meet in the sense of like, when it comes to salads, we know you've got to season a salad. Oh, you definitely do. <laughs> I don't think people realise that you have to like drizzle it in oil and season it with like salt, pepper, oregano, like all your herbs and spices to actually, that's why people don't like salads because they don't actually realise like any other food, you have to add flavour. Definitely. And not be afraid to add too much because there is never too much with the dressing. I, al I always fill up a small mason jar with olive oil, red wine, vinegar, and you just have to go crazy with it. Otherwise, you'll have a dry salad, and it just won't be very nice. Yeah, no, you don't want a dry salad. That's a bit gross. No. <laughs> you never want that. Um, But yeah, anyway, so we've kind of, like, I feel, gone through your road to veganism slightly. Mm. Like, that was veganuary, your plant-based Greek stuff. This is going to be a really, really tough question because I know that I've been struggling thinking about what my one would be, but what would your favorite Greek dish be? And probably it might have been different like a few years back when you might have eaten meat and like you were never a big fish person, were you? No, never. Yeah, exactly. Never. What's your favorite Greek dish now that you're a vegan? Now that I'm a vegan, yeah, you're right. It definitely has changed because a few years ago, I'd definitely say pastition. Oh so my gosh, like Greek yeah. lasagna with that bechamel, oh. the beef, the layers which I haven't yet perfected. My oh. mum makes the best one. I feel like for you to make one, you might need to make like the cashew cream bechamel. I've made one before. And it's quite nice. Yeah, I think I have to get a bit more creative and really splash out with the ingredients for that one. But that, that would be an old favourite. I think now I would say I recreated a dish at uni called Uvedsi, which is a traditional lamb and orzo dish. And ever since I made it then, I've just been obsessed. It's so simple, just a tomato-y sauce, bit of cinnamon, and it just makes such a difference. And it's very, very comforting. So I'd say you've actually for me. Yeah. I feel like cinnamon in a tomato-based dish makes such a difference. It like brings out like this sort of earthy flavour that 
a lot of people just wouldn't realize would do to a normal tomato dish mm, definitely and it's really common in greek cooking cinnamon or nutmeg and a lot of allspice mm. they do love that allspice i love nutmeg I think mm. that's a spice that goes missed so many times. Like, I, if I could, I put nutmeg in everything. It's yeah. just quite expensive. And we use it in our spanakopita as well when we made it together. Yeah. yeah. That's it what makes, makes a difference. Huge difference. Definitely. I don't know what it is again. It's just like that little sort of like something, something. Yeah. What would you say your favorite dishes? Um, I think so. We've spoken like really briefly about the like salad. I think you can't go wrong with a Greek mm. salad when it's done really, really well. And like I was talking the other day, literally, I think at work because I just started my new job and there was a Greek salad at this like barbecue. And we were talking about like the chunk size of the feta. And I think it makes <laughs> such a difference on the chunk size. Like it's it does. crumbled and I don't think you should crumble it in a Greek salad. It needs to be big and like not super big but chunky enough for like bite, but also a small bite, if that makes sense. I completely agree with that. You go to Greece, you will find the feta on top in the block. It will be a block. And then the whole point of the sharing is that you all cut into it and then mix it around. Otherwise, it's going to go soggy. It it should not be crumbled up. I completely disagree with what happened at your work. Yeah, well, I mean, I guess it wasn't a Greek person preparing it. It was still lovely nonetheless, but then no. True. Yeah, I'm sure it's delicious. I feel like... Another dish that I love is yemi stau, which is the stuffed peppers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Because you said pastizio, and I think I would agree. When I used to eat more meat, it would definitely be that one because my mum makes the best pastizio. But I think yemi stau, I don't know. It just, it's the sort of rice marinating like this tomato-y sauce. It's amazing. And it's when you get it on the side with the lemony greek potatoes yes when you have the whole dish together it's delicious it's so nostalgic and i remember we never really used to have it when i was younger but whenever i'd go and visit my great aunt in athens we always have it and it just brings back memories of me being a child and eating this stuffed pepper recipe with like the best i don't even know i haven't been able to personally recreate the flavor of that specific stuffing but it's the side of the potatoes that's been baked in with the peppers to the point where obviously the peppers have gone soft and the tomato sauce leaks out and into the potatoes that are also seasoned it's just all one big amazing dish and it's such a delicious like naturally vegan vegetarian dish exactly which is even better and we used to we used to have ours with raisins as Mm. well which were just so good or the stuffed peppers or stuffed tomatoes and then yeah it baked in that tray you knew it was going to be a good meal when that tray would come out so good and once again just don't stin out on the oil like it's the best thing it needs to be drenched the tray needs to be in a layer of its own oil but that's what greek cooking is all about and i don't think it would be have the same charm or i don't know the same flavors if it didn't have that no but it doesn't ever come across as like greasy, you know how in like other sort of yeah. cuisines and stuff, when it's got a lot of oil, it comes across as greasy. But I think because the Greeks use like pure virgin olive oil, like extra virgin, yeah. it's just, it's the right fats, I guess, maybe to the point that like, it just doesn't come across as greasy. It's just oily, which is just like, it's the good oils and the good fats. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. So I think that would be my my favorite one so your favorite recreation would it be the orzo dish or do you think there's another Mm. one that 
you've come up with? I think my favourite recreation so far, probably, I did Baklava last year, which I don't think is that hard for anyone to recreate because it's mainly just like the butter that you're swapping out, sometimes the the filling, because it doesn't always have to be the pistachios. You can really make it what you want. But I thought that it was going to be this mammoth task to take on using all the filon, doing the layers. And it was the simplest dish I've ever recreated. And it was so good. I've heard that before. Yeah, it's actually really simple. And I put it off for months until I moved back home for summer. And then I thought, right, I've got all the all the equipment. I can do it now. And it was so quick and so delicious. And I love pistachio. So it was the ideal, ideal. I think pistachio would probably be one of my favorite flavors or like one of my favorite nut another reason why like pistachios in baklava so good and you've got to crumble it up and have the bits properly haven't you yeah definitely just crush it in like a pestle and mortar nice makes all the difference and the color is just stunning yeah like a proper not a bright green color like a nice sort of earthy green color yeah definitely I think desserts are something in Greece especially they most of them use a lot of custard Mm. a lot of butter it's, it is hard sometimes to recreate, but something like that, something like a pastry dish is so simple and always such yeah. a proud pleaser. What do you think? Have you tried any of the vegan Greek yogurt alternatives specifically? I have. The only one I've tried at the moment is the Oatly one. And I actually use that to make air fried pizzas, oh. which is my new obsession. Not Greek at all, but you just do equal parts of flour, equal parts of Greek yogurt. You make your dough and then you, you make your toppings. We have a little pizza. It's the best lunch. And because we have an air fryer, I definitely use it a lot. Um, but yeah, I like that Greek yogurt for tzatziki. I think it works nice. really well because it's thick. Unlike um, the Alpro one. I, I like the Alpro one, but it's a bit watery for me. Mm. And I think it doesn't have that kind of sour or bitterness that, that Greek yogurt traditionally has. So yeah, Oatly for now is the only yeah. one that I'm quite satisfied with I don't really want to splash out on one that I'm not 100% sure on yet so it's reliable and I yeah I'd recommend that I can give you a little sort of like pointer I actually it's actually the cheapest yogurt that I've seen so far in the area and it's just mm. Tesco's own vegan Greek yogurt and it's a soy one oh. and once again it's yeah I remember the plain yeah one. the plain one and once mm. again like I completely get what you said about Outpro I think all of them are far too watery as far as like even the normal one it's more watery than another one but the Tesco's yeah. own vegan Greek yogurt is actually quite good like just plain and a, a decent thickness as far as I feel like you'd get for a vegan one it's never going to be quite the same as a full fat creamy thick Greek yogurt yeah but definitely. yeah um no it did mm. some because you introduced me to the the Tesco plain one yeah so I I knew that one because I was paying for Alpro and it really it tasted the exact same as the Tesco plain one so I didn't realize I had a Greek style one so yeah I'll check it out it'll be interesting to see how it compares exactly and they're not sweetened as well because I've tried making tzatziki mm. with I love the coconut collaborative but as much yeah. as I love them when you've we've tried making tzatziki with it before and it's just so hard to like if you can add salt to it but it just will still taste kind of sweet yeah it's too sweet yeah. it, it's a shame I think the coconut collab they are amazing and I love coconut yogurt but not right for a savory dish like that maybe in a curry something that you can it can kind of blend in with, yeah exactly not, definitely not tzatziki yeah, yeah. no Uh, But anyways, I think it's probably time now we're going to do a classic game of... (laughs) 
my favorite fuck marry kill on greek <laughs> food i wanted to try and like niche it down but i thought there's like it would be quite hard to niche down a type of i don't know i was gonna mm. say like seafood or like start or appetizer but i feel like me and you could just do general dishes that we know would be difficult for us oh definitely um, definitely so shall i go first and give you three yeah you okay. can kick it off okay um so i am gonna go for espanacopita okay yemista oh. and then the final one i think would be just a normal like greek salad just classic greek salad they're all like all veggie all great staples i know i'd struggle with this one personally this is the hardest thing so i've given really difficult ones to you yeah you've given me the hardest question i've ever encountered i I really don't know i feel like there's no rhyme or reason to this you just have to go with instinct i'm gonna say yeah fuck the greek salad 100 percent. it is just a classic and it's so refreshing yeah you can't go wrong i'm gonna marry the yemi star because it gives me homely vibes yeah and it's comforting it's warming that's what you want to come home to after a long day and i'm gonna have to kill the spanagopita which i thought i'd never say but but there you go it's just gonna have to happen but the other two had to come on top there you go it's a tough game it's a it's a tough game. It is. I need to, okay, I'm going to give you a tricky one. So it's going to be oh. gyro, a lovely gyro. Um, ooh, we could say, oh, I don't know. It's hard, isn't it? This is tricky. Maybe like the um, the nice courgette croquette. Yeah, I know do, what you're talking you know? about. That. Yeah. I can never pronounce the name. It's like Goloki. It's really long, isn't it? Such it's a really hard long name. one. Yeah. And lastly, Dolmares, which I know that you love. <laughs> I've got some downstairs in my cupboard. I'm going to take them into work tomorrow and treat myself. <laughs> oh, amazing. Um, amazing. <laughs> so I think that means that, like, I'll marry the Dolmadas, like, Dolmadas, like, straight up, yeah. because I don't think I could live without them. And then, oh, God. Probably fuck a good gyro. You know, you can't yeah. go wrong, especially when you've got like the tzatziki in there, like the freshly chopped red onion, the, the tomatoes and the oregano salted chips. Like, mwah, so good. Yeah, and I've had there. some really, really good, like obviously because vegan meats have come so far, you can have an amazing mm. gyro and it tastes exactly like a meat one. It's insane. Definitely. Um, and mm. then that means, yeah, sack off or kill the um I, I don't even I'm not even gonna attempt it. The courgette, <laughs> courgette like the courgette ball cool. fritter <laughs> things, whatever. They are traditional Greek things. I can mm. like link them below. Um but yeah, no, I'd sack them off a thing. As mm. much as like they are lovely, like dipped in some zadziki, but yeah. 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 Not compared to the other two. No, no. <laughs> that was a good one though. You came up with some good choices. Yeah, it took me a while, but I, I got that. Yeah, I got that. Nice one. Um, and then, like, to sort of finish it all off, we obviously need some fun facts on Greek foods. And I want you to lead this one as the actual resident Greek here. Thanks. Well, I have a really fun fact for you today, actually. And it's kind of, well, is it fun? You can be the judge. You can be the judge. It's kind of touching on what we spoke about before with olive oil. So I found out that Greece is one of the top five producers of olive oil in the world, 
So one of five, I think Spain's up there as well. Yeah. But it consumes the most olive oil per capita of any country in the whole world. Oh my God. And I think that's down to like Kalamata being where they create the Kalamata oil. Yeah. And you can buy that every now. Now we have, I think we have three different types in our cupboard at the moment. And I think that's just crazy. Out of every country in the world, this small European country tops them for olive oil use. It's tiny. Yeah. Like, it's tiny. It is. Everyone's so healthy. The Mediterranean diet. And I think it is. It's the Mediterranean diet. There we go. That's the thing. Like, I don't understand why people are so scared mm. of oils. It's been demonized. At all. But it's just you've got to get the right oil. Definitely. Yeah. It's, it's a shame because that's what diet, diet culture's done. I won't go into it too much, but it's completely demonized it. to something that has been found, like the Mediterranean diet has been found to slow down alzheimer's or other progressive neurological diseases and it, it just shows it just shows like society wants you to believe one thing yeah definitely that's quite interesting i mean i knew that they consumed a lot but mm. not that much and it is a tiny country it's kind of insane yeah i was shocked the whole world considering you know the rise of fast food and other street foods from different countries it's probably because like other places are using sunflower oil and vegetable oils which just are not good at all that is true that is true no flavor no flavor and not good for you whereas like if you get a good olive oil and like you keep at if you keep olives in the olive oil as well that's what we do that's what my mum does it makes such a difference that's so nice i haven't actually tried that i'll give it a go we get like kalamata olives and then keep Mm. them in the oil and then just keep reusing that same jar over and over again and it just infuses uses the olive essence into the olive oil even more oh that's so nice so sustainable good. i like it exactly <laughs> would recommend would recommend to a friend um and then my fun fact um i feel like everyone who's watched my big fat greek wedding or like anything where it's like a traditional greek thing um you obviously know about how um they have an ancient custom of smashing plates and apparently it's exactly and it is a thing when you come to eating food and it came as a way like historically I feel like my fun facts always end up being kind of historical because I go back to my history degree roots I don't know why absolutely um but it started as a way in ancient Greece as expressing grief symbolically killing the plates used at feasts to commemorate the dead and then it started like going into other feasts like weddings and stuff and everything like that but now in Greece I didn't know this apparently it's more common to see people throwing flowers instead of plates and I've never seen that at feasts or meals anyways but I'd be intrigued interesting I get I, I'd love to smash some plates I mean I've never smashed a plate at a Greek feast or a Greek wedding or whatever but I'd love to but I've never seen people throw flowers. No, the only times I've seen flowers is, I guess, when people walk down the aisle. But it's usually rice instead of flowers. That yeah, exactly. Because it's a symbol of good luck. But plates, no, I've only seen it maybe at, um, like the night before this big holiday, the St. Maria's Day. Yeah. There's usually big parties in every sort of island. But apart from that, no, I've actually never seen plate throwing in the flesh. And I think that that's something that we're going to have to experience one day. An ode to your degree. The more you know. Anyways, it's been lovely having you on and time has flown by. It's been really cute. Like, I feel like 
we could literally talk about food especially greek food for ages we do anyways so exactly this is just like a normal conversation for us <laughs> thank you for having me i feel honored to be part of the podcast oh no worries as another foodie yeah proper foodie and if anyone wants to go check out mia's recipes because they are so so good and like she actually puts the stuff in all of the description and shows you how to make it do follow her. I'll put her handle down below, but it is at the Plant Based Greek on Instagram. Um, you should check her out. And if you become a friend, she takes you to free places to eat nice food. Yeah, that is true. I can confirm that. I'm taking all my friends around one by one. It's so, so cute. I love it. Don't forget to follow me and check me out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, definitely check her out if you want some cool Greek food. But yeah, anyways, hope you enjoyed listening. And we will speak to you. I'm sure we'll have Mia back on the show quite soon. But yeah, hope you have a lovely weekend. Bye. Bye.